Hello and welcome to 14 Dreams, the Premier League podcast giving focus to the teams outside the big six. I'm Pablo and with me as always is Joe. Hello there. And Rob. Hello, how's it going? Good, thank you. And today in episode two, we are focusing on Burnley. So much more on them later. So we're recording on the 7th of October. So anything happened today, Rob? Uh, well, today um, in in the fixture list, yes. Um, but on historical events, um, it was actually the last international match at the old Wembley before it um, was taken really? down in 2003. So it was 2000 was actually the last the last match. Um, fitting, we were playing Germany. Is this is it um, the say, Yes, uh, it was a one nil win. So I guess that's fitting also in our footballing history that they should they should get that win yes until um, a year later let's but, not forget that sorry but you know yes no yeah big nice nice one the year after but um yeah footballing events that was that's about the only one or uh, the most notable shall we say and the end of kevin keegan that was is. yes did he manage after that in the premier league or is that his last job I'm not actually sure. He, he, One for our listeners. Right Manchester here. City after that. And I think he also he had a brief return at Newcastle, didn't he? He may well have done, actually, yeah. He definitely had a brief yeah. return at Newcastle. He came, yes, he did like more recently, actually. Mm. Um, I think Manchester City he did uh, post-England. Yes. Maybe maybe we can feature him in on a, in a Newcastle... Um, when we when we bring them up, one could well be. It's slightly unfortunate, man. Kevin Keegan. He is mm. he is slightly unfortunate, but you never know. Trouble. Something might come back up for him. Um, some people even mentioning him for the United job, but um, yeah, yeah, they're City fans. I think everyone always gets links with United, don't they? They're about to sign everyone, <laughs> players or managers. So, <laughs> yeah. right. Anything else from today, Rob? No. Nope. No, that's that's the the start of the day for today. Brilliant one. I like it. So, I think we'll go on now to um, round up the fixtures. So, we'll start with last week's featured team, Brighton, who were victorious 1-0 over West Ham with Glenn Murray, the goal scorer. And that was the exact result predicted by Joe. It's a good start, isn't it? It's a good start. Did you bet on it? um, No. Ah. (laughs) <laughs> not that confident but, not that confident but yeah straight off the mark there I have to say I'm extremely happy with that boys I won't lie at all it's um, it was a big it's a big match I mean West Ham were kind of on the up but that's kind of set them back a bit um, vice versa with Burnley so that's actually uh, sorry not Burnley Brighton mm. um, they won, lost the last two before that and now they're um, that win hopefully can send them up because West Ham were undefeated in three um, before that match, so that's my my logic. Um, Arnautovic sadly didn't didn't pull through, but I think um, Brighton Brighton probably deserved that one. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, yeah, the fortress fortress of the Amex again. It's a great great ground to have, um, and not a nice place to go for an away fan. Um, but it just shows how anyone can beat anyone in that in that part of the league. Yeah, and it really is dividing into two um, separate leagues. That's what we look at from some of the other results. Yeah, um, you can already see a big distinction between the the top and the yeah. bottom. Certainly, the the few at the bottom. Yeah. Just, just very quickly on this, 
if I don't know how much you guys saw of the game, but to me, mm. it struck me as a bit of a classic home win for these sorts of teams where mm. one of the reasons I thought Brighton could sneak it one is because, like you said, Rob, West Ham going into it in, in like improving form, I think it was the wrong team to play in a way because that I think West Ham went for it a bit and opened themselves up, whereas mm. maybe a month ago mm. they wouldn't have done that and they'd have come away with a nil-nil draw. Yeah, 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 that's true. I mean, I call with it. I mean, I probably should have better than I said. Murray was a, a one to watch and he's done it again. So I think he's proving how vital he is and will be for the rest of the season. So I think if Brighton fans must be looking um, bright and upwards if, if they think that their man can stay fit and carry on his form like he's currently done. Exactly. Yeah. So let's let's move on to the next results. So yeah, Burnley Huddersfield um, was one all and we will talk about that later of course as part of the feature. Um, and then um, next up, Rob? Uh, then we had Palace against Wolves um, which I thought maybe Palace should get something because I thought they had promise, um, but they've actually yet to win at home, I believe, um, which is it's not great. Um, big result for Wolves. Wolves are doing very well, undefeated in, well, they've only lost once all season, which is the lowest outside of the, the top three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe things aren't as bright for Crystal Palace as they've seen. I think they set up differently to try and um, accommodate some all their players to fit in, but it's something's not quite quite going their way. No, under the radar, hasn't it? The um, at least the, the not one at home bit. I thought that's gone a bit under the radar because there's been a lot of talk about Zaha and everything that he said in the press about how he gets fouled and everything. And obviously, you know, he's been playing really well, but the fact mm. they still haven't won at home. And they've played teams like, you know, I know Wolves are doing particularly well, mm-hmm. but they've had Newcastle at home, haven't they? They had other teams that they'd expect to maybe beat and have been able to do yeah. it. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I think the problem is um, with the way, I know Benteke's not been great, but he does cause kind of a bit of fear because you have to mark him because of his strength and his height. And it then takes a bit away from Zaha. But where Benteke's gone... Point, yeah, Zaha's mm. being marshalled like against Bournemouth on Monday. He had two men on him and he he didn't get get much. He got an assist, um, but it was offside. Um but in general, yeah, he didn't get much. And I think that was the case again against Wolves. And credit goes yeah. to them because they scored a really good kind of really nice passing goal, kind of a give and go from Doherty. Um yeah, and a good finish. And yeah, Wolves looking up and Palace Maybe not as much as people expected. No, and and they're losing other games as well. I mean, they lost their home to Southampton. That's Southampton's only win. So yeah, they're losing. Those are the ones that your end of season could be looking as a six pointer. So mm. they'll be interesting to keep eyes on. I'm sure those below them are very happy that that they're not doing too well currently. No, but there are a lot around there that are all very similar. Yeah, um, and speaking of which, the next game is another one of those. Kind of, yeah, similar ability teams, perhaps more to Wolves, I guess. As in Leicester and Everton? Yeah, they're more kind of they're the teams that Wolves will be looking to kind of top, I would say. I thought this was a was a really good game. Just based, mm. I obviously only saw the highlights of it. 
Yeah. It just looked like, a bit like you were saying there, Pabs, the, the two teams who realised that they're probably of a similar level both yeah. wanted to win it. Mm. Um, although, as the game went on, I think, I think probably just showed that Everton were just li- a little bit more a little bit more savvy, could we say? Yeah. Well, they're certainly more clinical. Vardy's missed a couple of chances. Yeah. Um, obviously, sending off for Morgan didn't help, which what, is that's what I, I think mean, was deserved. Like, and I know that sounds silly to say, you know, he's he's captained the team to the league title, so mm. obviously he knows what he's doing. But mm. I mean, it, it seems so obvious what was going to happen, didn't it? Yeah, and he should yeah. have been sent off it, before that as well. There was yeah. a, a worse thing than that. And surely, yeah. if you're Claude Puel, mm. take him off at that point with the tackle yeah. that should have been the second booking. Yeah, off and don't, don't quite a hard call though to take off your one of your main defenders um, at that point in the game because they weren't they weren't trailing massively. They never were trailing massively. Mm. It um, is it is a big call, but d- they surely would have had a better chance of getting a point if they'd had eleven men on the pitch. Yeah, for sure. I know. I, I know. Guess, you, I guess you think if your centre backs or on a yellow card and he is the captain and a key player, you'd think maybe he's got some sense not to. Be doing challenges, but I guess maybe after that, um, one where he knocked whoever it was off the pitch, mm. um, maybe yeah, he could have done it there. But it, it, I think we've got one of the maybe goals of the season already. Or Unbelievable, near there. Mm. Um, Unbelievably good goal to win it. I think, or did you say last week, Joe, one of the best players outside of the top six e- or big six? Easily, yeah, but mm. I, I personally, I think the best outside the top six at the moment. Um, mm. it, I mean. Yeah, certainly this season, because he's already um, eclipsed what he's done in terms of goals from last season this early on. Um, wasn't now that's it, me. I, I think he only did. He only scored four last season. Yeah. So it wasn't, um, I mean, for someone of his position, great. Obviously, different team um, dynamic. Um, but yeah, if he can carry this on, he's going to be one of the top come the end of it. Because everything about that goal was good, wasn't it? The the awareness of where I think it was Madison who was close to him, like the way mm, yeah. it was a brilliant turn. And then, oh, the turn did it. Yeah, but then the, with the finish, with quite a few players, you know, you might be tempted to think that's quite lucky. And you 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 see, like every professional footballer is probably capable of scoring a goal like that. But Sigerson does it so consistently, driving yeah. people like that. It's amazing. Nineteen of his fifty goals are outside of the box. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Which is ridiculous. It's like close to forty percent. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's mad. But it's amazing how how he still gets the space to do it. He scored that many outside the box. I agree, but I think I think here he made it, didn't he? Mm. He's he's playing slightly further forward. So he's in the number ten role, which um, he wasn't quite as much. I think that he was relied on too much all over the pitch before. Yeah. Mm. Um. So he's got more expression. Um, but Everton, I think they'll, they'll probably do the same as they always do. Push for Europa, maybe or may not get into it, but they'll be there or thereabouts up there. I think they'll be competing with Leicester yeah. um, through the season. And, and Wolves and Bournemouth, who've not touched them again, I think will also be wanting to look in those those areas. Yeah. yeah. Quickly, by the way, Leicester, another breakaway goal from an opposition corner. Mm. Um, would you, Would you, if you're a manager push so many men forward if you've got a corner against Leicester? Just in the last couple of goals, 
Yeah. Breakaways. Fair play. It's it's very defensive play to to leave people back from your or to defend your own corner, as it were. Mm. It's um, but the thing, but it's a fair point. Well, anyone who's got pace like Vardy or can mm. break away with the players that they've got, even if it's Okazaki or comes on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, but Leicester have lost a bit of the kind of physicality in the box because of the tightening and rules on pushing in the box and stuff. Yeah. They can't be as physical, so surely it's slightly easier to score against them than it used to be. So therefore, you don't need as many men in the box. It's a good point, Pablo. I like it. True. True. Mm. Wonder what happened if we managed our own team. Well, mm. Claude Puel oh, would have out, wouldn't he? You better. Oh wait, no, I did. <laughs> Manage that one to the top. Indeed. <laughs> and on that, let's let's um next let's play, next, game, next, game. next next game. Next game, Spurs one, Cardiff nil. Um, Rob, do you take this one? I, I think Cardiff are going to look back at this and feel that they're quite unlucky to get away with just a, a one nil loss. They they probably wish they got something from it. Um, Spurs weren't weren't the best. I think the um, red card helped them a lot mm. in the end. They they really did um, struggle. I mean, having said that though. Look where they are in the league. Like, loads of people are complaining about mm. them, um, even though so I'm not going to be talking about Spurs. Um, but they've same record as Arsenal. They've lost two, mm. and they're not playing that well. No. Um, but Cardiff, yeah, still yet to win. No big shot, and that that was a chance to get some other points on the board. Um, but yeah, it's worrying for them. Yeah. Although the way they played, they'll probably. They'll think, no, we can actually move on from this if we're playing like that against away at Spurs. Um, so there's some hope there. But... Do you think that sometimes is a bit of a worry in itself? Because ultimately, they've they've lost the game. They they mm. maybe expected to lose before they got there anyway. But mm. because of the nature of the defeat, because it was only one nil, Cardiff didn't look like they were beaten comfortably at all, and and because they went down to ten men, mm. them coming away with some credibility, it's almost worse because people are saying oh good yeah well done you do yourselves proud and yet they're still lost and they're and and it's still completely useless in long term unless of course as you say they can gain some confidence from it Mm. but i think it's just as easily could go the other way i think we've done well i I think i think at this point in the season because it is still early you have to take confidence from it Mm. if there were eight games to go and you're losing like that yeah you would hope that everything was already Mm. in place yes good point you'd be like we shouldn't be losing yeah or from that position but i think because there still is time um new to the premier league working it out and if they can build on that then there may be a bit of ray of sunshine but it's it's the other battles that they're going to win because those they wouldn't be. They wouldn't go there. Expect to get any point. No. So if they got one from there, that's a big, yeah, a big point. Yeah, exactly. Now the next result, um, I'll take the lead on this if you don't mind. Was um, Watford nil, <laughs> Bournemouth four, and oh, and that was good. And what the, the next result afterwards is? <laughs> what a win, Pablo! Yes, yes. Delighted with that. We've not won at Vicarage Road in about twenty years. Um, what a way to do it! And um, yeah, David Brooks, two goals in a week, looking good, looking very good. Um, still room for improvement, though, according to Eddie Howe. He um, he wasn't completely satisfied with a 4-0 away win, which is 
very, very, very much an Eddie Howe way of looking at things. Um, but he's right because um, Wilson missed a free header, and Wilson seems to miss seems to miss a big chance most games. But then he'll still pop up with a goal or assist. So yeah, there is space, like he says, for further improvement. I, but um, yeah, I, I think before that red card as well, Watford were actually. I mean, looking at the highlights, um, mm. they had a lot of the chances before Bournemouth actually even scored that yeah, first goal. Yeah, they tried well. Um, and even it was literally up until the penalty um, and the red card that Watford was still actually having a go. And that it's, it looked like Bournemouth's first goal was a bit of a against the run of play. But then obviously, since that, I think Bournemouth did capitalise on it greatly. Mm. And it's kind of condemning Watford's great start even more. I mean, they won their first four games mm. and now they've not won any of their last four. So they are on a slippery slope down. They are. And this tends to be the thing with Watford. It's a it's a good start. They did well this time last season. I think they were in the top four and then again, kind of slid down a bit. Mm. Um, but never once well. to really look threatened by relegation, I don't think. No. I, I was just sorry, Pablo. I was just going to say they did it again, didn't they? The year Leicester won the league, they, they were sort of talked about quite for quite a while as well. Mm. because they were doing particularly well no I guess they'd, I don't know which way around they prefer it I mean at least they know that they've got those four wins so they can play that and they have they, they did actually look good against Bournemouth in the, in, until that um, I'm going to say the second goal to be honest mm. um, but I think yeah Bournemouth played it very well and used that extra man incredibly well yeah they did indeed right decision uh, yes yeah, I think yeah. the first one, he does lead with the arm. It's He's not going for the ball by jumping up with his arms stretched out. So I think that was yellow. Second one, it was a penalty. If King hadn't got in the box, he would have been booked for shirt putting outside the box anyway. So, yeah, I think. Uh, so so should, it, should it start where the, where the foul started? No, because if it continues into the <laughs> box, then no. I was not expecting you to say yes. <laughs> of course. Let's... Um, Let's move on quickly to the get through the rest of them so we can do our focus. So yeah, Man U three, Newcastle two. Joe, Ooh, probably the game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Reckon? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Pablo doesn't want to. Well, we were going to be we were going to be top of the bill until that on match of the day. I have to say, I know that was. Well, I, I felt for Newcastle. I really did. Um, mm. You know, I thought. I mean, it's a combination. We don't want to talk too much about Man U, but it's a combination of that first half, Newcastle looking quite confident and Man U mm-hmm. in utter disarray. Um, I just think, had Newcastle maybe already won a game before playing this, mm. they they would have won this game. You know, mm. it, was, it was in a way a bit sad to see a team that seems so low on confidence, especially as... You know, it's Newcastle, who I know they've been up and down a lot recently. Mm. They're such a massive club and it's so important to them mm. when they're going through such a difficult time with the owners. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's almost a shame to see them sort of throw it away because at 2-0, they had chances, didn't they? Yeah, they, they could have got another in the first half. Yeah, the yeah. penalty shout there as well. So Yeah, absolutely. Tough, um, but where do they go from here? Because that is going to... Is gonna, really knock their confidence further. Um, well, it's, it's, it's like, it's a little bit like the Cardiff thing, isn't it? In terms of, do they gain confidence from it? Probably not, because of the manner of the defeat. 
with it being last minute and things like that, and the yeah. way they're going up. But is, mm. is there a chance Rafa can use this to say, right, you know you can compete with the best in the league? If, mm, if yeah. indeed Man you are there anymore, I'm not sure they are, to be honest. I think I think there's still hope for them. I mean, I think we talked about it last week that the the teams that they had played mm. are a lot harder than some of the others down there. So they've now had both Manchester's, Arsenal, and Spurs. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so the others, yeah, the others were Cardiff, Leicester, and Palace. Mm. So you look at those, and if you said which ones should they definitely win? Mm. I mean, Palace away, you'd probably think, and Cardiff away. Um, so mm. the only one Leicester at home they probably should be getting points from yeah um, but all the others if you were putting it on paper you'd probably go no they're not going to win yeah um, so I think although it does not look great they, they're not getting dumped they clearly can play very well yeah. um, I think it is maybe just get that first win and then from there hopefully they'll, they'll shoot on up because I think had this, this had they have held on I think you're very right in your point you say Joe had they have won before yeah, um, they may have had that confidence mm. and a bit more to, belief, maybe to hang on. Yeah, yeah. Do so, you think they'll Um, I think so. Yeah, um, I think so. I may. I think I know. Last week I said probably not, but I think someone like Southampton may could quite easily swap places with them. Yeah, yeah. and we got South, Sorry, we got Southampton, Newcastle actually coming up at the end of the month. So, interesting game there. And Southampton, obviously today, they lost 3-0 at home to Chelsea. And another candidate, possibly at the bottom, not necessarily thought of at the start, though, was Fulham getting thrashed 5-1 by Arsenal. So, there are a few teams down there. Yeah, they they did look look poor there. Mm. But I think um, we should move on now and do our featured team. Um, which, as we say, is Burnley. Burnley. So, Joe, can you give us a bit of uh, Burnley history, please? A bit of history on Burnley Football Club. I can. I can tell you what I've been researching. Um, Mm. I thought this was quite nice that they were originally only intended to play friendly matches until they entered the FA Cup. Mm. Quite a nice one. Um, They've won the league a couple of times, which I didn't realise. Um. And I think the FA Cup as well. So they've yeah they they have tasted success. Although the most recent league win was 1960, so mm, they've been right. watching them a while to appreciate that. Um, this is a really nice one, actually. I didn't I didn't realise this. The they obviously playing claret and blue. Yes. You always find an odd combination that the mm. three clubs have it. But apparently, um, Burnley chose that because when they did. Um, mm-hmm. Aston Villa were the dominant team in British football. Right. It was sort of uh, in tribute to them, which is uh, interesting. Yeah, I think. Amazing. Pretty sure Leeds did that as well. Or Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid might have done it for Leeds. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of Spanish clubs are like that because Atletico, Madrid, and Athletic Bilbao, one of them is Sunderland, the other is Southampton. I forget which way around. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Juve took Knox Counties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interestingly, because they did a testimonial a few years ago because of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know, um, yeah, this is the first one I've heard of British clubs really doing it like that. Or two, yeah. Two teams. Um, the other thing we were talking about, weren't we, very briefly last week, about how a lot of these teams outside the big six have come close to 
sort of setting themselves out of the football league entirely. That it seems they've yeah. got a story. And um, Burnley are no different because in the at the end of the nineteen, I think it's the nineteen eighty seven season, um, mm. they won two one at home to stop themselves from getting relegated to the conference. Um, and that could have been it for them. So, you know, similar to many of the other clubs like that, just um, being a little bit close to, I, I suppose, just, you know, being in administration, dissolution, whatever you want to call it. And now they're back up in up in the big time. So that's quite... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can help going all the way down to build all the way back up because you're starting from nothing. So you can get those building blocks correct and right. Yeah, and it's, it gives you more of a varied kind of experience because it annoys me when people talk about whether it's promotions or relegations. So say it's a team battling for relegation. They say, oh, they don't have the experience of staying up in the Premier League. Yes, but they have the experience of battling to get out of the championship or staying in the lower leagues. Mm. And that's almost a more valuable experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I, I think which I think has helped some of these teams actually stay in the league at the expense of bigger teams such as um, Villa and Leeds and stuff who are really struggling to get back up. Yeah. Is there anyone specifically you're thinking about there, Pablo? Um, well, yeah, of course. Of course, I'm drawing on personal experience when we got, <laughs> when Bournemouth got promoted from the Championship. People were backing Derby and Norwich more because they had that experience that we didn't. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yes, that's what I drew upon. <laughs> um, I think very, very true there, and astute points. Yes. Um, any more history, Joe? Or are we uh, are we ready to move on? Um, they had quite a famous manager called Harry Potts, which I right. thought was what the cool kids might be calling Harry Potter now, and it just yeah, struck me as amusing. Mm. Well, it's kind of Gryffindor colours. I don't know. Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? I suppose. Maybe we'll speak to speak to old JK and um, see what she says. So maybe, yeah. maybe Potter's a Burnley fan. Maybe. I wonder what their Quidditch team is like. Mm. Well, where did he where did he grow up? Where's where is nowhere near there. No, okay. Hmm. Maybe, well, maybe just picking a team and they were on the up. Where where were Burnley ten years ago? How no twenty years ago when? Mm. I don't know. I'm, this isn't a Harry Potter thing. I'm not huge. Joe's better at this. But yeah. Move on, perhaps. We'll, we'll we listen to your Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> we are moving on um, to the next section. Um, we actually have a bit of a theme tune for this section as well. So do, 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 do. it is time for <laughs> famous fans. <laughs> <laughs> is that your very own That's jingle, Pablo? That is my own personal composed jingle. Can we? Can we hear it again? Um, the same. The second yeah, time. just because otherwise you... people will be frantically winding back in their cars, and that that's not safe. So no, no, pull over. We learned that. Yeah, one. and if you want to join in saying famous fans at the end as well, you are welcome to. So let's okay. let's see. Famous oh, fans. famous fans. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Felt good. Awesome. So yes, famous fans. Go on. Straight in. Number one. Now, this sportsman... Stop, means... James Anderson. You got it. Yes! The Burnley Express. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, um, just some facts for our fans about him, just in case. The clues yeah. were, he made his senior international debut before his senior domestic debut when he was aged 20. Wow. 
This was in 2002, where he got Adam Gilchrist out on his debut. Wow. And he is now um, the best ever pace bowler in Test cricket. What a man. A lot of time for Jimmy. Yeah. So, 1-0 Joe today. The Burnley Express. Yes. <laughs> Next one. Now we have a... This is politically themed, this one. Um, so, he, although not an MP himself, he was mostly associated with Tony Blair. Um, Prescott. No. I'll stop at Alistair Campbell. 2-0 Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, God's sake. Well... This is an interesting one, though. This is this last one, because it's hard to do clues for this one. So you're allowed one guess each. Guess whenever. Okay. But if you're wrong, it will be an own goal. Oh. So I'm going to give you oh. one clue only. This closet claret is a member of the royal family. Charles. Correct. Uh, it doesn't matter, though. Is that, no, what point? you should have done is waited for Joe to wrongly guess. But I think he was probably playing it safe. Who, but... Yeah. Who? So Charles apparently supports Burnley. Yeah, a lot of his charities have worked kind of in the community and stuff with Burnley. And yet his boys support Aston Villa. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know that they're all different. They all support different because they, yeah. Yeah, Unless I can't David remember Cameron, why they supported Villa. Supports... I think they just liked Villa at the time. David mm. Cameron supports Villa and West Ham. Apparently it has to be yeah. Carrot and Blue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a 2-1 victory again. Interesting. For Joe. So he is oh. leading by six points. Joe, what was your guess going to be? I, don't, I wouldn't have said Charles. Own goal. I wouldn't have said Charles. Mm. Um... I just knew it wasn't the the two boys. Oh, you, so yeah, you know, I go up from there, really. Princess Anne. Yeah. So that, yeah. So, do I need to see the theme at the end as well? Do I think we, you uh, probably I think should. So. I think people yeah. are yeah. for it. Close okay. it off. Yeah. So that, so that was <laughs> famous fans. Yes. I did that one-handed as well, just so you know. I love um, how it doesn't quite know what time signature it's in. Beautiful. Well, it's, 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 it's just freeform, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, let's have a look at sort of Bernie's current form. Um, not a great start. However, seven points from the last three games. Um, they had a 4 0 win. Um, and then they beat Cardiff. 2-1 <laughs> and this weekend uh, drew 1-0 with Huddersfield um, yeah, that's and if you looked at those three fixtures given their start they'd be more than happy with seven points from that I'd I, say I think you're probably right but mm. but had you said at the beginning of the season mm. it depends the way you look at it because they're, they're 12th now aren't they and they're looking a bit more comfortable yeah but it I still feel fans won't be... I, I'm not saying they'll be unhappy, mm. but I don't think they'll be sleeping easy about that because, you know, I think I they're th- very fortunate how badly Huddersfield, Newcastle and Cardiff are doing, given mm. how slow they've been. And there's been all this talk, hasn't there, about them being tired with the, you know, having all those Europa League fixtures and things like that. And Sean mm. Dyche has come out and said, oh, we're not tired. 
but people mm. staying retired makes us think retired, which is which is a bit. I I know the sort of psychology is referring to, but it's also a bit of a strange thing to to suggest as well. Um, yeah, I I I think maybe this season they've been a little bit found out by me. Um, mm. I mean, certainly defensively, they're not not nearly doing as well as they have before. No. And... They could almost be a victim of their own success and how they've done in previous seasons mm. um, to what they're doing now. And I mean, Huddersfield would be a game that they'd expect to win. So I, I'm pretty sure that Huddersfield's goal was their first goal in open play this season. Oh, really? Mm. Well, Joe Which... Hart's fault, isn't it? Blame Joe Hart. Well, he's actually he's he's actually been doing um, all right for himself. You can't catch yeah. a break. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, they're. That's what that's what we kind of built themselves on last season. Their home form was one of the the top in the league, and yeah, absolutely. defensively they were solid. Um, but yeah, not at the moment. But like you said, their their run's been a bit harder, so I'm sure they'll they'll be moving up. I, single figures is where they'll be looking at in the league table. Yeah, one but thing I find really interesting. I don't know what you guys think about this. Um, Dyke often refers to kind of the squad and the depth and the kind of money that they spend compared to others. Um, but they are owned by every, all of their owners and shareholders are from the Burnley area. They haven't got the kind of international billionaires in, which is sort of their choice, really, I guess. Um, that is very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'd name another club that does that, even though down to Championship and below. It's probably not. Probably not, no. Not so at all. Credit to them for where they are, given that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is brilliant. But do you guys think, moving on and looking at results so far, this shows that actually, if we're going to stay in this and match the levels of last year on a more consistent basis, we need some investment. I think. Well, I think you look at teams trying to win the league, and you look at how much money they spent compared to their rivals. And statistically, those winning are usually the ones that spend more. And I think that will echo itself down the table and it's obviously usually if you spend more you you will survive yeah um obviously there are exceptions if you spend too much which i think you can do yeah you i think bring in too many players and you're trying to overhaul yeah i think so qpr I think getting... did that um they were guilty of that yeah and maybe yeah. maybe fulham at the moment 100 million spent over the summer yeah it's yep. not 11 new players there mm. um so you i think, think though i think burnley will be fine do you mm. think maybe burnley as a club in that sense, have sort of reached... This is their their sort of ceiling, just because and I know you've, you've always got the Leicester exception, which is brilliant to have, to, so people can refer back to that the whole time. But mm. it's the fact that Burnley are not, not ever at least going to be perceived as a particularly fashionable club. No. You know, it's not a particularly fashionable part of the country to attract foreign investors and, and sort of necessarily foreign players mm. that might be more tempted to go to teams around London, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I sort of think they're, they're punching well above their weight at the moment in general. I No, I, I think I'd agree there. I mean, anything to, if you're wanting to get better players in, you're obviously going to have to have that investment. I don't know how financially well off they are. They're not, well, they're not um, well off at all. I mean, Sean Dyche has eaten worms, isn't he, for meals? So, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I know, I know he has been saying that they obviously don't have the money to spend. Nothing's but, been proved. Um, 
<laughs> um, but yeah, I think you're right to take that next step to get a. Like, I mean, they've almost got it. If they want to look at City, they're probably an equivalent of a Burnley. However long ago before they had their massive investment in mm. um, to to raise their profile, so I think you're right. They they probably are at where they are. Do you not think um, though? Do you not? Sorry to cut in. Do you not think City has a little bit more kudos just in the fact that Manchester City have always been a pretty big football club, and I'm not saying Burnley aren't, but they're probably more recognised. Main Road was always a, a big ground, and they had quite a lot of history to them along with a big rivalry with United. Mm. Burnley, yeah, because it's a bit trickier. Yeah, the big six have always kind of been the big six. Even like, I mean, Chelsea weren't winning as many titles, but then they got decent. But it wasn't like they were kind of just mid-table obscurity before that. But um, I don't think Burnley fans are... Well, you say they won't be happy with this season, but in general... For them, staying yeah. in the Premier League is great. Finishing seventh must have been amazing. Yeah, I think it. I think it's great. There's, I think they're definitely still on that um, hype train. It's. I guess if you look at it and you go, okay, we have another five more seasons of this. Yeah. There, there will always be with any club. There'll be complacency if you're like, well, okay, we've done this already. What's next? Everyone always wants to achieve more and go up. So I think, unless they have a bad season, to so then try and bounce mm. back from that I think maybe in a, in a few years you could get some some fans wanting more yeah probably the newer fans rather than the ones that have been there for a long time and seen them gone through whatever changes they have Should we talk yeah. a little bit about Sean Dyche just because he's been there for a while yeah and you know they they, they stuck with him didn't they when they went when they got relegated yeah absolutely and, you know, rightly so, because he's, he's brought them back up and he's, he's just doing a great job. Dietary, you know, requirements aside. Yeah. Ten, he seems like he knows what he's been doing. As you said, a really sort of shoestring budget in, in football terms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he doesn't panic either. He doesn't strike me as someone that makes kind of rash substitutions or team changes. He seems to kind of stick to what he thinks is going to work and yeah. okay, it doesn't always work, but at the end of the season, they'll probably look and say, yeah, yeah. happy with he that. He always comes across as quite considered, isn't he, in terms of what yeah. he does. and I imagine tactically he's he's similar. Yeah. He's, he's very well liked as well, which I think says a lot too. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't the happiest of men after the, the draw with Huddersfield, given the outrageous dive um, by De Potra, um, which is understandable, really. And it does bring about the debate of how you can get retrospectively banned for two games. But if you get caught diving on the pitch, it's only a yellow card. Um, Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, firstly, referee, absolutely right to make that call. Yeah. But that's that's a problem with the system. That's maybe a debate for another time, isn't it? Because you also have things like you can't... um, you can't appeal a yellow card, can you? Which gives you a red and then makes you miss the game because of two yellows making a red. They, yeah. All those sorts of weird anomalies, of which the Premier League seems to have quite a few. Yeah. You know, at least when people talk about VAR again, you know, do they want to or do they not? That that sort of thing, which which might help more with dives, you know. Yeah. Um, but I did think it's... I did think that one was. He is he is a very traditional 
um, English footballers. So it's no surprise. Well, I don't think any managers like diving. No. Um, unless their players do it. So I, I can't ever imagine any of Burnley players will do more because what they'd ever get in the year from him. Yeah. Alone, anyone else. Well, they they haven't had a penalty since the not well. They didn't have one at all last season, and I don't think they've had one again yet this season. That's uh, what that's I would quite amazing. What I would question about that, mm. and it's all completely obviously hypothetical. But I wonder if Sean Dyche would have reacted the same way mm. had it been someone like you know Tarkovsky in in the other box in the last minute, winning a penalty, yeah, from a dive. For them to go home with three points, yeah, I think he would have. Yeah, go on, Rob. I I think he would have reacted the same. I think he's quite honest and open, and yeah, um, yeah, I hope so. I hope you're right. Let's just hope. Let's let's hope it happens on time, and then we can see. <laughs> yeah, but I think part of it is the way they play, um, and because they try and get the ball to the kind of more physical players, they're they're less likely to go down. If you play with trickier wingers. Um, like like Bournemouth, for example, you're going to win mm. more penalties because you are running into the box more. Um, so they are going to get clipped. But if you're playing with kind of big, as I say, big players, that's that's not the case as much. Yeah, I guess maybe now with Aaron Lennon, they you may see that. Yeah, running the box. Um, but you're right; they don't they don't have many tricky players, as as you say. No, but again, that's that's not in their style. But um. Yeah, their style works for them. And players like Goodmanson, who's got, I think, is it four assists already? Yeah, yeah. He he was here's my one to watch. Um, ah, perfect. Moving oh. up um, in future weeks. Yeah, he's um he's got a goal and um actually he got the assist um for last week, so he's got five assists now. Mm. Yeah, um, five assists and a goal, which is by far more than any player and is almost all of their goals. Mm. Um, <laughs> Vokes, Vokes has got um, a couple um, as their kind of man up top. Yeah. But they, they're not scoring a whole load um, even though Goodmanson is assisting them. No. Uh, so I think he, he could be quite a key key player. Yeah. Um, yeah. One to watch for them. Yeah. And, and in your fantasy team. Mm. Yeah. Oh. No, I think you're right. Vokes is an interesting one because um, he is actually missing a few chances as well. I think he missed some at the weekend. And in the Europa League game against Olympiacos, he missed a fair few. Um, mm. But Got two and two now, though. Yeah. So I think as long as it's not... well, the, the ball in motion, if you're part of the Yeah. But He's very much a form player, isn't he, I think, Sam Vokes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these missed chances, in a way, without being harsh to him can cost results. So if he takes those chances, Burnley probably um, win at the weekend. Huddersfield um, yeah. don't get back into it. So it's just, if he can get more clinical, more informed, then I think they'll be fine. But if the goals dry out again, Ben could be tricky. And you look at the next uh, four games, you've got Man City away, Chelsea home, West Ham away and Leicester at home. Yeah, that's that's quite tough. It's not tough. not really what you want. Um, no, they don't the have many others. You know. mm. No, they don't have many others to call on either. I mean, Ashley Barnes has got a couple. Mm. Um, Chris Wood. He's not. He's not played much though. No, um, Vidra seems a bit bit part at the moment as well. So Vidra, yeah, 
Vidra's an interesting one. I know him from his Reading days, which wasn't too successful and outside the FA Cup. Um, but I think he's he's a different kind of player for them. He's he's very quick, works very hard. I think he could be um, very good for him if he can get his um, eye on goal. Because he, he did very well last year for, um, for Derby. Um, yeah. But I, I, they'll, I think they'll, they'll get it together. They're, they're, they're doing all right. If they can shore up defensively, who knows? They may not need that many goals to, to get some points on the ball. Yeah. No. No, I think there'll be a case. Um, so let's let's all give our scorecasts um, for the next game then, um, which is Man City away. Um, starting with you, Jay. Um, do I have to be first, say first goal scorer as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't really see this being anything other than a City win. No. I'm not sure if Burnley will get rolled over. Mm. I think I think City are going to win two one. Okay. And I'm going to go with Sergio Aguero. Okay. Um, I've gone similar to you. Um, kind of, yeah, similar thinking that it's not going to be a kind of drubbing. So I'm going to go Man City two 0 with um, Bernardo Silva. And yeah. Rob. Right. I'm gonna go. I will go three nil, three nil City. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess let's choose a different goal scorer again. I'm gonna go with Sterling. Nice, brilliant. Okay, so I think I think that's that's everything um, covered there for today. Um, yeah. So obviously international break next week. So there'll be no team focus, but we'll still be here. We'll talk about. Um, the England squad and all the kind of players outside of the big six in and out of the squad. Two other um, Nations League, won't we? The Nations League, of the course. The League of Nations. Um, I cannot wait for that's going to be a it's going to be a cracker. Um, mm. And then the week after that, our focus will be a West Ham. So I don't even know who England are playing. This is this is a sorry state of affairs for me. Um, who are we talking about next week? Who are we talking about next week? England. Yeah, but who are we playing? Uh, I think it's Spain and Croatia, isn't it? Both of them. I think so. <laughs> Not easy. Um, no, no, but um, six points. Yeah. Six points in the bag, lads. That's what we need. That's what we need yeah. to win it, don't we? So hmm. we have to see how well, it goes. I guess we're talking about one result, and then we'll be talking about the following fixture to come. Yes, like it. We'll see. Cool. So that's everything for today. Um, thank you, Joe. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Rob. You are very welcome. And you're not going to say thanks to me. I'm just going to. You, and you've been great. And thank you. And thank you to our listeners. Yeah. Yes. Listener. Of course. Our one, our one listener. Our one listener. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's been wonderful, and we will see you all again soon. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Goodbye. 14 Dreams. Play us out, Pablo. You want me to play you out? Yes, please. Okay. Let's, let's, let's all say 14 Dreams after the, uh, the, uh, the tune. 14 Dreams. 14 Dreams. Wow. Okay. Tight. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a bit longer. I missed that one. Um, okay. Goodbye, all. Bye. Bye.